Blog Talk Radio. I love the verse of scripture that tells us what God said to Moses. God said, I have made you God to Pharaoh. The God-conscious man or the God-conscious mind is God to materiality. And as I say, that may be a little heavy for some of you. So let me tell you right where it is. Exodus, the seventh chapter, and the first verse. Got it right there on your, on your lesson sheet in the middle. Do you see it? Because I know some people get a little touchy when I talk about, you know. The Reverend, night you trying to say, you God? You haven't heard what I said, have you? Now, this is God talking this time. Let, uh, Reverend Ike's going to shut up. <laughs> shut up, Ike. All right, now here's God. Exodus, the seventh chapter and the first verse. And this is what God told Moses. Come on, repeat it after me as I read it. I, 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 I have made you, have made you God. To Pharaoh. Pharaoh. Oh, gee. To tell you the truth, man only has one problem, and that one problem is this. He does not know who he is. When Moses discovered that he was God to Pharaoh, he got up and marched out of Egypt. He got up and marched out of slavery and led God's people with him, even though they didn't want to go. They'd rather be slaves, some of them. It's like some people, you know, they're not ready to take their divinity and be self-responsible. Oh, no, Reverend Ike, I've got to have my devil. i got to have somebody to blame. But God says, I have made you God to Pharaoh. I've made you God to your problems. Let me hear you say, I'm God to my problems. My problems are not God to me. Anybody here who's got a problem, stand up. Let's get rid of them right now. Let me get up on the top step here. I'm going to show you how to work on those boogers and get rid of them and handle them. have made you God to Pharaoh. I have made you God to everything that's trying to push you around. Isn't that wonderful? I have made you God to the economy. What are you doing whining about the economy and whining and whimpering? And getting the heaven whipped out of you. As I say, if the saints from Philadelphia weren't here, I'd talk a little differently. <laughs> so repeat after me, God Almighty, God Almighty has made me God to my problem. I've got something else to tell you people too. God has even made you God over your body. You'd better tell that leg to straighten up and walk, right? He's made you God to your heart. What are you going around talking about heart trouble? Talking about heart attack. You never saw any heart attack anybody. 
A heart has never attacked anybody. People attack their hearts. <laughs> With worry and hatred. But look who you are. God said this. I have made you God to Pharaoh. To materiality. I made you God to your fears. Oh my goodness. Can you shout, wow! wow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! I have made you God to everything that troubles you. So stop talking like a slave. Stop thinking defeat. Start act, stop acting like you're defeated. I've made you a God to Pharaoh. I've made you God to whatever is binding you, and whatever is binding you can only hold you as long as you let it. And I'll have to tell you again and again and again and again about that experience I had with a man in Boston years ago who came to me crying like a whipped dog, like a beaten puppy with tears coming down his face. He was literally drowning in his own tears. Oh, Reverend I I've had a curse on me ever since that old woman put this curse on me. I've had bad luck ever since that old woman put a curse on me. And you can laugh, but he wasn't laughing. He was weeping. Everything had gone wrong in his home. He couldn't get any money. When he did get some, it went right through his fingers like quicksilver. He was whipped, he was beat. I looked him right in his face and I said, Brother, nobody can put a curse on you without your permission. And if you want to get rid of that curse, you just have to withdraw the permission. He said, Reverend, how do I withdraw the permission? I said, you just stand right up and say, right now I withdraw the permission. He straightened up and wiped his weeping eyes. And he got his lungs full of air and he shouted out, Right now, I withdraw the permission. Next thing, his hands went up and he began speaking in other tongues like a Pentecostal and praising God. What happened? He took back his God power. The only power that can hurt you is your own God power that you give to people and things to use against you. You better remember the power that God gave you. Listen, again and again and again, hear the Almighty saying, I have made you a God to Pharaoh. Come on, say it with me. I have made you a God to Pharaoh. See, I don't care what your condition is. I don't care how bad off you may think you are. I don't care how poor you may think you are. I don't care how down and out you may be. God says, what are you doing down there? I've made you God to circumstances. What are you doing whining about the economy? I've made you God to the economy. How dare you say you are out of a job? You had better be about the Father's business. 
the very nerve. Your father is rich in houses and land. He holds the wealth of this world in his hand. Of rubies and diamonds, of silver and gold. His coffers are filled. He has riches untold. You're a child of the king. You're a child of the king. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. What if General Motors shuts down? What if Chrysler shuts down? What if welfare shuts down? The Lord is my shepherd. What if they elect a Democrat president? What if they elect a Republican president? The Lord is my shepherd. You'd better do like the Master Jesus did. He went into the temple and consulted with the doctors and the lawyers, meaning he was studying the law of God. And when they said, why weren't you out here with the rest of the throng, with the rest of the crowd? He said, don't you know, I must be about my father's business. And if you're unemployed, you just, you're just not about your father's business. You'd better know, first of all, that you're employed by God in the biggest business in the universe. And I have got news for you. God ain't going out of business. Now, Emily Post isn't here, and we're going to do this in love. So turn around, shake your finger at as many people as you can and say, Honey, God ain't going out of business. God ain't going out of business. No, God ain't going out of business. 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 And the first psalm says that blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Don't you listen to all that stuff they talk about on television and radio and the newspaper about the unemployment rate? 
You've got no business walking in that ungodly council. Now stand it in the way of sinners. You're not supposed to think like the world thinks. <laughs> You've got a better understanding. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now sit it in the seat of the scornful. Stop scorning what God is in you and what you are in God. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. And listen to this. I don't care about recession, depression, repression, or unpression. In his law doth he meditate day and night, and he shall be as a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. That's the business I'm in. Before you leave here today, you get one of these study guides at the book stand and get your head in it this week. Mortgage your wig and load up on Reverend Ike's cassettes. Listen to them. I listened to five hours of them this morning, all the way up to this door. I put them on early this morning when I woke up. And every time one played out, I put another one on. While I was in the shower, out of the shower, while I was running, I had my cassette strapped around me and in my ear. That's being about the Father's business. And God will lead you to the right job, to the right place, to the right people, to the right money. And the fact is, instead of you having to beat your brains out looking for this, looking for that, looking for him, looking for her, they'll come looking for you. Let me hear you say again, automatic success and prosperity. Please be seated. Let me finish this lesson. You listening to the Divine Connection Show with your host Jessica and Tasia. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Divine Connection Show, where we want to divinely connect with you. We are your hosts, Jessica and Tasia. Hope everyone's having a good week. Um, this week has been good for us, um, but there have been um, a few bad news for people that are connected to us. It's lost loved ones, so um, you know. So our and prayers go out to those that are just going through it during this time. Um, been a lot of sickness and death and things like that, but there's also been a lot of successes during this time, so we also want to have gratitude for life, um, that we are still here, and for those that counted a blessing, we know that suicide rates are high, so not everybody actually wants to be living during this time. They're stressed, their um, children are stressed. People are overwhelmed with all the events taking place. So for those, if you could find happiness in those 
smallest thing, just be grateful, just be thankful. I know we are um, thankful for life, and we're just going to make the most of it. And that's all we can do is try our, you know, try our best and make the most of it. Um, something I wanted to mention, not necessarily talk about too much, but something I wanted to mention that's um, affecting everyone <laughs> is the fact that the schools are, a lot of schools are going virtual only. First, it was supposed to be for the first quarter or first semester, and now some schools are like saying they're not reopening, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, someone brought up a good point to me earlier in the week. Was it earlier in the week or last week? Well, anyway, I had a friend that was saying she is not for the no school thing. Um, she is very concerned about children being at home. She is not about that life, basically, is what she was saying. And I know one thing I had not thought about was the fact that some children are abused at home and neglected. So imagine all this time that people during quarantine, the pandemic, everything, um, the children that don't get a break from that. There are children that went to school for relief. That was their way of escape, whether they were good or whether they acted out. Um, that was their time, their chance to have meals, at least two, you know, and some of them, it's a safe haven, a safe haven, um, a safe haven. And, and then also they canceled a lot of the sports and activities. So not only are they not able to go to school and interact, um, they're not able to play sports. And I know, like, for me, sports was an outlet. And mm-hmm. I looked forward to yeah. extracurricular activities. So yeah. with that, that's another taken away from them. Right. And then really human connection. So your children, especially those that are only only child, unless your child is just one of those that just very introverted, a lot of the – when they don't have that connection – well, basically, the connection is very important to them, especially during this time, because this is all they know. We are adults, so we know that there's more than just being hanging out with your friends. We know you got to worry about all these other responsibilities in life. But the children, that's not their responsibilities right now. So what they have is just what they have. Like where they are is what matters to them, their status the way they look, the way they dress, um, how they feel, if someone likes them or not, that is what's important to them. Whether we look down upon upon that or don't find it as of high importance as they do, it's still very much important to them at that moment. So for them to have that taken away is affecting them as well. So definitely check in on your children. And not to mention, I know when I was a senior in high school, I was looking forward to everything, like the senior day, senior pictures, mm-hmm. uh, class trips, prom. prom, yeah, yeah. And they're not afforded the same yeah, thing that we have, mm-hmm. right? And even whether a senior or not, they don't have the homecoming, mm-hmm. the homecoming games. That was something to look forward to. Just sports in general. Um, you know, some of them are in the cheerleading drill team. 
even if you're not into that or they weren't into that, then um, to go to the game. So the high schoolers, um, some of them care about that stuff. And then those that weren't, you know, some children that didn't show interest in those things, um, you never know. They may want to try it, you know. But it's just to not have that human connection. Connection is very important in so many ways. There's no way for you to even get ahead if you don't have some form of connection. So definitely see how checking on your children if you have children or nieces and nephews and see how they're doing during this time. Because I do know of like a child, I mean like an elementary school child that committed suicide in the very beginning of all of this pandemic, like during quarantine, because he could not, we assumed, because he could not connect with his friends. So, um, but then again, you just really never know, because like I said, um, I didn't think about children getting abused. There's so many children that get abused. So um, it's just, it's just difficult times. So, and some children aren't eating. So yeah. I think about that. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to talk about that and like open our eyes to some things. It's like some people are happy that their kids are home, and then some people are very distraught about it. I know that um, for my own friends. <laughs> so. Yeah, because the parents don't get a break. The children don't get a break from their parents, from their same four corners of their home. So it's just like this is just we're not made to stay like this. <laughs> we're not built for this. Um, and I know there are a lot of vitamins and minerals being um, lost because we don't function the same. We don't have the same intake. It's crazy. Lack of sunlight, things like that lack of activity, make sure your children are getting plenty of activities, riding bikes and walks and just working out something, sunlight. But anyway, that was something I wanted to bring up. <laughs> so, um, but today we wanted to talk about boundaries and how it's helped us maintain our sanity, basically. Um during this time and actually before all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I guess I have boundaries. I was trying to think of areas where I have boundaries, and then Tasia was trying to speak for me and told me that I have certain boundaries, and, you know, I guess I have to agree, but what did you say that when I was trying to list out my boundaries? You do a good job with taking time out for things that are really important to you. So you prioritize very well. And even from when I first met you and uh, we first started to hang out, and they're like, okay. But she's like, okay, let me check my schedule I'll fit you in somewhere. I do not recall it going like that. But, you know, she was telling me that I have boundaries when it comes to my time. And I was just like, in what way, you know? Mm-hmm. But I guess, you know, but it's true because there were some other instances that were brought to my attention, um, not by her, but by someone else, <laughs> especially when I was in school. I just 
didn't play. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. You, so it's just like I had to schedule who I was going to talk to on the phone. And it wasn't so rigid, like, oh, let me look on my calendar. It's like a mental note, like, okay, I got to talk to this person on Thursday. You know, like, okay, and Sunday. But yeah, I mean, time, space, relationships. And like, I know for me, like, my home, I'm like half introvert, half extrovert. So. My thing is, like, I don't do that whole pop-up stuff. I have to. That is one thing I really have to have planned out. I mean, I'm not going to say everybody that pops up is going to, like, feel the wrath or anything like that. Because some, some things just flow. You never know. But I'm just not real fond of pop-ups or, like, a bunch of people or stuff like that unless I plan it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I do plan a little shindig, so I'm not uptight like that. But, you know, my home is, like, my place of peace. And I can't have, if I'm, like like I said, partially introverted, I can't allow all that extraness in my space because then I'm not at my place of peace. So, anyway, boundaries, mental health, Mm -hmm. it's necessary. So, but, Tasia, you have some pointers for boundaries. Yeah, um, this is actually really personal to me and – um, just because I had to learn how to create boundaries mm-hmm. and it really helped me grow as a person. And um, it's really me sharing this today is really, um, really personal. So I used to be the type of person that said yes to everything. Um, and just to the fact that I believe I was viewed as the nice person. So I didn't want to let people down. So, you know, I would just go with it. Mm-hmm. And that is not good for your mental state. Not wise. No, that will wear you down. And um, that's the truth. Which you brought it to my attention and I have some other friends that did and I had a friend that actually recommended me to um, read a book called Boundaries Mm -hmm. and it really did open my eyes to the way I was living my life Mm -hmm. Um, because at the time oh well it's Boundaries by Henry Cloud I believe it is Mm -hmm. Um, if you guys want to check that out but um it was really hard for me to create boundaries with my family because I was conditioned, which isn't is a bad thing. We need to take care of our family, take care of you, take care of your home. Mm-hmm. But to the extent where it put so much pressure and stress on me um, to the point where it was unhealthy for me mm-hmm. to really say no or to um, just have somebody treat me any type of way and mm-hmm. to di- dictate what my day looked like mm-hmm. and not me myself. And not saying not to be flexible, but so they just run you pretty much. They right. dictated what you did and you did not do. Right. And what time you did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's not healthy for yourself. Right. So if you're not feeling healthy, then you're not going to be healthy when they need you. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, and, and also other relationships, it was never really about what I wanted. I let it be about what the other person wanted and how they wanted to mm-hmm. how they wanted the relationship to be. And um reasons why people uh, have trouble developing boundaries is one being a people pleaser mm-hmm. this one's a two is it's really a big one um to avoid conflict and conversation mm-hmm. so I don't like confrontation yeah confrontation or mm-hmm. conflict or any any negative reaction um right. somebody might have. And I don't think a lot of people do. I know I don't either, but I i mean, if you watch my life and you know it, but I, you have to face it head on because if not, it's going to blow up and then it's going to be more chaos. So some things head on mm-hmm. to maintain your peace. Yeah. And I, I realized there was growth in me when um, one day we went to, um, out to eat at a restaurant and when you go to a restaurant you should demand a certain way that you should be served how you should be treated you're there you're paying mm-hmm. for a service so you know before like if something's not right it's like okay I'll just deal with my food being this way or I think everybody's cold. guilty of doing that I don't want to yeah I don't want to bother them, you know, it's already a busy night, but you're paying for it. Why not? So Mm -hmm. I realized it was growth in me in that aspect, even though I know it would be conflict, but I still pushed to be treated a certain way. Mm -hmm. I think you're talking about that time you were at, um, Mm -hmm. Well, you need to be clear because a lot of people, there are some people that you can't go out to eat with because they complain about everything. Mm -hmm. But you had something happen over and over and over. Yeah, it was out of control. So... Yeah, yeah. I don't don't remember all the details, but... I was actually... But I was shocked at you. So... (laughs) You know, and you weren't disrespectful, but you were more so like, no, this is unacceptable. And they end up giving you, did they give you a gift card? Or yeah, they gave me some certificates. Yeah, but you were not pleased. Which that and was, it was all a messed up situation. I felt like if you said something, then stuff was just not right. If they, if it caused you to say something and to speak out, it was just out of control. So, yeah, that was gross because um, I, I never even seen you stand up to people like that in that way. So, yeah. So, yeah, that was that was a good, that's a good example. And not only that, it wasn't just us. It was the kids. You had two kids and your parents. And, yeah, that was the day. But, okay, sorry. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, and then for the next point, um, is you don't want to let people down, you know. And you're talking about for reasons why reasons why people have trouble developing boundaries. Okay, so all right, because mm-hmm. they want to be a people pleaser, avoid conflict, mm-hmm. confrontation, and um, they don't want to let 
people down, especially, you know, the ones you love. Yeah. And but, it kind of goes into people pleasing that bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you care about how people yeah, and, view you and we care. That's caring too much. Mm-hmm. Like they have to hold you into a, a, a good light. But, you know, and I think I've told you this, but I'll say it on air, but I learned that in my early 20s when I was like, when I was, actually I wasn't even 20. I was in college, though, and I learned, I was a people pleaser to an extent, but I learned my, I learned some lessons early, and then I don't, when I get a lesson, I kind of either don't repeat it or I'll, I can, um, what is it, pick up on when it's resurfacing, like a situation. It's like a lesson learned. You can spot it when it happens again. So anyway, I found myself pleasing, like, it was a body of us, a big group of people at um, same beliefs and all of that. We were together, and I remember, like, trying to please these one set of people, and then I realized in the end, because these people don't care about you that much, Mm -hmm. so why do you care about them liking you or you pleasing them so much, and it got to the point where I realized it was like, at the end of the day, I couldn't please everybody. And then I just gave up on that. When I realized mm-hmm. it was like a domino effect, and it's like, oh, but then I want this person to be happy with me, and I want this person to be happy with me, too. And at the end of the day, I'm like, nobody's, you may not even please those people. Nobody's going to be happy, and then you ultimately won't be happy. Mm-hmm. And I just let that go. It was not going to drain me. So that's when I learned. I learned that early. Like, you can't be a people pleaser. But I'm not going to say I didn't get caught up in that again, but I learned that you cannot please everyone, period. Because even the ones that you're trying to please, please, they may not even really like you to that point, and they may not ever be fully pleased with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They might just be using you. Exactly. (laughs) Yep. So if they care about you, um, they will understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one is uh, seeking approval. And um, I re- I can see that, I can relate in that aspect as far as um, I always wanted to seek approval of my parents. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't never want to let them down. I didn't want to be that mm-hmm. person. Yeah. So I, I can understand that. So with these pointers, yeah, um, just kind of reflect and see if you fall into these categories. Any of these categories. Or if you've grown from them, because I'm sure people, if you've grown, then you have some stories to tell. Um, yeah, so. That's just using wisdom, right? <laughs> yes, use <laughs> wisdom. Please do, especially during this time. So with that, um, the effects of not having boundaries is you're neglecting yourself. Your self-esteem starts to get affected. Mm-hmm. Starts to deteriorate. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. It's like, oh, nobody cares about me. I'm doing all this for everybody else. Mm-hmm. What about me? Who's going to look out for me? Who's going to do for me? You know, mm-hmm. you could easily fall into that. Um and just it puts stress on you, puts a burden on you. Mm-hmm. Stress makes you sick. Not having the immune system. Not have so many other. 
So um, how do we work on these? Uh, well, first, let me just, um, I'm going to share uh, some things. Uh, another boundaries that I had to create, more boundaries I have to create as far as my growth. Um, you say with time. Mm-hmm. In church, I was I was doing so much, mm-hmm. um, so, diff- so many different ministries. Um, I was on the cleaning ministry, um, evangelism. Uh, what else was I? Oh, children's church. Praise and worship. Praise and worship. <laughs> Anything else that needed help, you know, I was there. I would, I would serve. And uh, not saying there's anything wrong with serving. But um, I had to come to the realization that I can't do everything, you know. So that's when I just dropped a few things and then, well, pretty much everything. <laughs> and All at once? Not all at once. Okay. Little by little. But then I started to um, just pick that one thing that I was really passionate about, you know. And put my energy towards that because when you do that, you can produce so much better. You could, because your mind is in so many different directions. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, I'm doing my part, but at some point you got to realize you got to choose what's the most valuable to you. Mm-hmm. Well, I know for um, it's not healthy to be pulled in so many different directions because it still goes to not taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I was in the same boat. And then when I realized what, what starts to happen is you start to resent the very thing that you wanted to do because you're involved in too many things. So that's what started happening to me. I started to resent the fact, like, oh, they said I got to be at church at this time. Um, I don't feel like being there. It's a night where I actually want to chill. And then I just actually, to maintain my sanity in peace, I just stopped doing um, that very thing. It was like Friday night. I just was like, you know, I cannot anymore. I got to relax. I've been working all week. I don't want to be here tonight. I just... So I just started doing what helped me maintain the balance. So not every Friday, but there were these many Fridays I just would not be there. So I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So oh. that's some time you just cannot get back when you get to be involved. Now, if it's your passion and you're building, like, you know, that's fine. I'm all for building and helping too, but. There's some things that's your baby, and then there's some things that are not. That's someone else's baby that you're building, you know. So for me, it was just okay when I when I start to feel like this is a this is very tasking, and I don't want to do it. That's when I know I'm not supposed to do it anymore, or slow down on it. When your heart is no longer in it, you know, and you dread it. That's just not. So I had decided I'm no longer going to do things that I don't want to do. No matter who tells me 
you know, that I need to be a part of a certain group, I was just like, I, I no, I cannot. Because I know what happens. What will happen is I'll start off, and I, you know, not saying that things aren't going great in a group or whatever, or like you say, it's a part of evangelism, if I was to be a part of that. Not saying evangelism wouldn't be great if I tuned in and if I joined, but I know that my heart is not in it, so I will may start off in a good space, but then I'm like, my heart's not in it. I'm going to dread each week that you guys meet. So it's like I learned that early, so I'm just like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, and that's not being myself. true to yourself. Yeah. So how do we develop these boundaries? We said it before, you got to value yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to demand the way that you should be treated. Um, okay. And you just got to set your own boundaries for yourself. Um, yeah, whatever makes you have peace. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, whatever that may be. I'm trying to give an example. Do you have an example I know for me, what was it like? I mean, very simple. Call before you, bye bye. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, just let me know. I don't know. I, there's so many things that I have boundaries on. I can't even. I should be able to just pull it out, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's relationships too. You gotta have you. Point. Yeah, you gotta have those. I have morals and values, so I have to stick to them because I have to be true to myself. So my boundaries are legit. But the thing is, there's not that many. There's like two, you know. That's about it. I mean, but it's like that stuff will hold you up. Yeah. So. Yeah, you have to know your values. Yeah. Um, the second one is uh, define yourself. Now, um, besides who you are, you just need to really reflect on who you are, who you want to be, how you deserve to be treated. Say you're royalty, you say you're king and queen. Mm-hmm. Know who you are. Yes. They have to believe it. They have to wake up and know that you are this. You are royalty. Regardless, if you don't hear from anybody else, if you've never felt it from your family or friends, Make up in your mind that this is who you are, and that's that. Own it. Everything else will resonate and align. What? You'll demand. Mm-hmm. You'll demand the gravitation of the universe for everything to go your way. You know. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you willing to accept? What are you long no, no longer willing to accept? Oh, and then three. Uh, we already stressed this. Place your priority on yourself. When it comes down to it, people treat you the way that you treat yourself. Mm. So take care of yourself first, and then you're in a better position to take care of others. Mm-hmm. Treat you how you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And people will treat you the way you allow them to. Right. So don't allow them to treat you any kind of way. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, number four, consider where you need to set limits in your life. So we already talked about this where we set the 
boundaries of what days we're going to put towards what activities mm-hmm. um, and what days we don't. Like we, sun, what was it really? Saturday is really our day that we use the rest. It's the Sabbath day. So that's the day we really plan activities for ourselves and our family. And but that's not resting. It's not. So but, take that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not resting, but still, it's still. So you're saying it's your day. It's, it's your, your free day. day. It's your free day. That's your free day. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And then make number five is make your boundaries clear um, and be firm with it. So like when you said, um, through dating or relationships, be firm through your relationship with your family, be firm. Okay, so you're talking like we're just so hard and robotic. I'm not saying be a brick wall. Oh, no, no, not at all. I mean, you're like, I know. I mean, you're saying limits and firm and all that. Like, it's not like you don't have a heart. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you don't have any, there's no room, mm-hmm. no wiggle room, no right. grace. Right. There's grace and there's love. There's going to be grace, love, and all that in your boundaries. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but definitely make it clear. Like, it clear. it's like. Communicate what you want. Exactly. Like, okay, people that don't care about your time and what you've done for them all this time, and they just have to, hey, I need you to take me here. Can you? Can we go? Um, no, I didn't have that planned out in my schedule. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, come on, let's just do it. It's across town. But no, um, because I didn't plan on doing that. You know? And but yeah, like, but like, we can do it. Yeah, later. we can do it another time. Yeah. Um, and then even if somebody feels like, oh, you're not doing anything anyway, but just I didn't plan on it. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, your peace is so important. Like, if I plan to not do anything, that is the plan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or if I was looking forward to it when everything got done and I have this extra time and I just wanted to sit down for a minute, read a book or chill out and lay down, then that's something I don't look forward to. So, yeah, just being, um, I don't know, conscientious of other people's time. You know, I guess I don't have that. Like, there's some people. I, but I I used to be an enabler. So I used to enable this kind of behavior. And so I realized that I was an enabler. I really turned that off. So I still struggle with that in certain areas because I helped raise my little cousin. So for a while, I was an enabler. They can count on me to look out for her and do whatever. So I became very reliant, reliable for them and it took advantage of me at times but at the same time I didn't look at it as taking advantage of me I just felt like I was helping them out but um, when I know they're taking advantage is when they do stuff like that like they don't even care mm-hmm. that you have something planned out or make you because it's like they do, I don't know they're just looking out for themselves so yeah, it's like it don't matter what you got to do I really need you to do this for me right now mm-hmm. and I won't say that they drain me or do anything like that now because I really do have boundaries but it's it's just still it just it'll happen if you allow it yeah so then uh you mentioned it, you actually mentioned it before I could hit it um is to know to be flexible know how to be flexible because um, sometimes you you know you do things just 
on a whim or you just do, oh, this would be mm-hmm. fun. So I suggest it. I mean, like you said, don't, you don't have to be rigid with everything. Right. Um, but just know that it's okay. Yeah. And it's good. Like I love when stuff just flow and we didn't plan on doing something and all this stuff came of the day or whatever the time period is like, yeah, just let life happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then lastly, it doesn't hurt to say no. Mm-hmm. Just learn to say no sometimes. You don't have yeah. to say no all the time, but yeah, it's just going to compromise your peace, as you said. Mm-hmm. And you can say no, and it, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, for a way I viewed it, I, I can't, I can't say no. But now it's okay. Yeah. No. Well, see, that's growth. Yeah. That you've come to the realization that yeah. it's actually okay because what happened? Everything spilled. Everything was fine. <laughs> and they figured it out. Exactly. Because they had to figure it out. Yep. So that's what happens. It's like you have to, to have that peace of mind. There are times when I have like, you know, like four things to do on one day. In one day, and it's like, for me to have my peace, I better choose either one thing or no thing, mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe two. Overexert yourself. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, I have to have that peace. Yeah, I, I, um, I, that's, a, that's not a good um, feeling uh, to have when you wake up and you're like, oh, my God, all this stuff to do. Yeah, and, like, how am I going to make it all, like, back-to-back stuff? So mm-hmm. I'm just like, it's okay to just cancel out one thing and just say, oh, I didn't get to it. <laughs> I was going to, okay, so, yeah, I see somebody got their hand up. Let me, let me open the mic. Hey, what up? Hi, Akeem. Hey, how y'all doing? What's up? We're good. How are you? Good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing good. I'm considering, you know. But uh, I yeah. heard you guys yeah. talking about boundaries, yeah. which is <laughs> a very good topic about boundaries. Now, boundaries, you know, when, you know, I heard the same thing like people come up to your home unannounced and when, you know, people try to involve you into certain um uh, Things, um, yeah. you know, you really don't want to do them. Your heart's not in it. Hang on one second. Um, I'm sitting here trying to talk to you guys. All that, yes. Um, but there's another boundary, your prosperity boundary. Meaning, (laughs) meaning you will not let other people interfere with your prosperity, things you're trying to do towards prosperity. Like all those things, people popping up, people wanting you to do things. Because a lot of times when people want you to do something for them, especially in type of programs where it be like a a group function, it's not going to profit you, it profits them, you know? And people showing up at your home, it could be at a time when you're trying to work on a, a business plan. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I'm just going to work on that I need to work on is allotting for every time during the day. 
thing that mm-hmm. is going to push the needle forward towards my wealth and my prosperity. Uh, yeah. And you don't let anybody interfere with that. You know, if, if, mm-hmm. if they're coming at a time when you're supposed to be doing something, moving the needle towards your prosperity and wealth, they're going to have to wait. You yeah. know? Because yeah. one thing you probably already know, people are the ultimate time wasters. <laughs> and they will waste their time and waste yours at the same time. Yeah. That's you know, true. I was in the store in the African store looking at some African clothing. Um and um and I ended up talking to the shop owner about trust and things like that. We got into a discussion about that. So it was a gentleman sitting there who was overhearing our conversation. I think she he knew them or whatever. And um and he wanted to tell me his knowledge on trust, right? Mm-hmm. And um so we went back and forth for a couple of things and then I said to him, I guess what we're gonna do right here is you're gonna I we're gonna agree to disagree. You're gonna do it your way and yeah. I'm gonna do it my way. Right. <laughs> And, and that's he still okay. proceeded to waste my time and try to talk to me about his idea. And I had to shut mm-hmm. it down. Like, listen, you're going to do it your way, and I'm going to do it my way. You know, that's the way you're doing it. You know, one of the things I pride myself on is if you are not a millionaire, you can't tell me how to be a millionaire. Okay? You don't have any, you, can, you know, it's <laughs> some guesswork, but that's not good enough for me. Yeah, you know. So this guy's telling me about trust, and he's you know talking about twenty thousand dollar cars, and like you know how much. That, I'm like, okay, you're not even on the same information yeah. level as I am. To you. You're talking about right doing this and the things you were saying. I was, so that's what I'm talking about. Ending conversations like that and moving on and not wasting our time with people who don't share our views or even in the wealth, same wealth mentality as you are. And this doesn't make you better than them. It just says that you guys are on two different planes or levels and you're striving for two different goals. So that means uh, in that conversation, you will be unevenly yoked, even even talking with them. Yeah. It's a waste of time. You know, unevenly, you know, is is in marriage, but you are married to your life. So you don't want to be unevenly yoked with people who are not going where you are. And those people who have the tendency to come to where you are to try to waste their time with their stuff, you know, because people usually pull you down, not pull you up. That's usually how that goes. So. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we have to look at it on all levels, like right. valuing our time. Yeah. The only way you're going to reach wealth, you know, I know you guys want, is to look at every minute of the day and fill it with something that's pushing you in that direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you look at it, you're not going to have time to really deal with anybody <laughs> else. <laughs> Would you really well, put that on paper? Because... You're gonna be like, wait a minute, I ain't got time to fool no nobody else right now. You know, yeah, I ain't got I time to be laughing. Pages that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I was just telling Tasia about my planner and how I used to yeah. live out of a planner and how I don't have as much of my planner. And I don't look at it like I used to because of all right. because of everything that's changed. But I was telling her a lot of the other things that I haven't gotten done just from life. And right. not having it planned out, I actually work better that way when I have a task list at least. So I was telling her how I'm going to have to get back to doing it that way, even if I have to schedule out, shoot, when to vacuum or something. But, I mean, I have yeah. to plan everything out to, mm-hmm. you know, to go forward. Right. Because time you know. is money. <laughs> so, yes, it is. Yeah, it definitely is. Stuff, it is. So, and we work on things, and it's just like we got to maximize our time. We got to do better. So, and then that was a bring back to the what I shared about church. Um, I stopped doing a lot of activities because I needed my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was really the motivation behind what I did. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. When well, I was Right. Although those church activities are good, you know, it's it's a good thing. But me, I tend to want to do those on a when I'm ready to do it basis, not on a a regular week to week thing. You know what I'm saying? Because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, what you're doing is lining the pocket of whoever's in charge. I mean, even though it's a church, it increases (laughs) what's going on there. That Mm -hmm. business aspect of that church. And your first business is yours, your home. Right. How can I right. make someone else in my home is suffering? I see so many people doing that, spending all of their time in church, and they are their homes are in shambles. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but you're tending to the church, you know, more than you're tending to your home. I see that only in my own family. I see it. Yeah. And it, to them, that's right. They, it's okay. And it's not okay. Because it's almost right. a form of hypocrisy because you, you know, making sure this building has got all its needs and it's, it's spick and span, yeah. but you go home, your house is a mess. Your home is. That's, mm-hmm. that, you know, that, that doesn't represent uh, God at all. You know, you got to work on self and your surroundings, and then you can do uh, more outside People don't understand what that move and destroy out of, you know, move and wrap out of your eye first before you move and destroy out of someone else's. That's, right. that's everything, you know, the, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with the church. It's everything. I got to take care of my home, get it on top. You know, coming from a peaceful church to an unpeaceful home. How How is that? It don't work. Yeah. You know, it's just a form of hypocrisy and, and, one day you'll crash and burn, living like that. I've seen so many people do that, you know. Well, have to do that at church and not at home? Yeah, they have. Well, the church is peaceful <laughs> when you get there. But at oh. home, you got no peace. You know, you got all this preaching that's going on. Yeah. You know, finances is in the shambles. The home is a mess. You know, it's, 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 it's that's what I'm talking about. Oh, you know? okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's people not putting their priorities, like you're saying. They're not that's looking true. at themselves. And then maybe it's a, a way of escape for some, but when it consumes all of your time and it starts to become a burden, 
I just don't like the when it becomes a burden when you're involved in too many right. things. And it doesn't have to be at church. It could be any out out of your home activity aside from, you know, and it could be your work too, your job, anything. When you got to know when it's time to move on. But, um, right. you know, which can be challenging. Um, and you may not even feel like you're hearing straight when you are being pulled in one direction. But um, right. I just don't. I don't like to waste my time. So also if I feel like people don't value my time, like if I do have to meet at a at an event or function or at church, whether it be at church or anywhere, that if I show up and we're supposed to do that thing and you're not ready, I do right. not like that. I'm like, I will leave because that's just the way I am. But um, right. I do value my time. And like I said, if I choose to not do nothing, I want to be able to do that, you know. But – I can always put my my time somewhere else. So, and then when I when there's stuff that I really want to do and get accomplished, but I'm stuck because I told them I would be here and I would be there, and I'm before you know it, all my days are full. Where am I going to build my my business? Where am I going to get even my feet? So that's what happened with me. I realized like when I was at church five days a week at some point, I was just like, you know, how am I going to meet people? <laughs> you know, and even though it was a good cause, my heart was in it at first, but not in every single thing. That's when I was like, okay, it's time to pull away in some things, you know, so you just got to find the balance. So I realized I wasn't balanced. So I'm like, but that, I mean, everything's a domino effect. If you're off balance and your peace is off and everything else, so mm-hmm. it's important to find the balance in everything so that you can live right, you know, a happy right. life, a peaceful life. So whether that means, you know, being involved. I mean, we're talking about church because that's what we're involved in the most. Mm-hmm. Um, we spend a lot of time there. So that's our story, but it doesn't have to be everyone else's story. And definitely right. if you're being pulled to be involved, be involved in that one thing or that vein that you're led to be involved in. Don't allow yourself to be pulled in so many different directions to the way it's going to right. wear and tear on your spirit. And, you know, then eventually you don't feel appreciated or something like that. But I don't, I don't think I felt like underappreciated, but I just got to the point where I didn't want to be resentful. So I just right. pulled out. I just pulled out little by little. You know, even if they pulled uh-huh. me into some things like, oh, since you're good at this, you can do this. And it's like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that, you know. And I just did it like that. But it wasn't, like, terrible. But, yeah, you got to maintain. It's hard when you're good at a lot of things. <laughs> Jack of all trades. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so that was that's a good point, though. Um, that's the only way. I shouldn't say that's the only way, but if you maximize your time like that, if you schedule out your day from minute to minute, hour by hour, you'll realize how just how much uh, free time you have too. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So you get to a point where you're like, oh, I don't got nothing to do for a few hours. Mm-hmm. Like that's not even, you know. You might even get things done quicker too because mm-hmm. you know where you could put some other time. And... Yeah. Right. So that's right. that's yeah. a good. So that's like confirmation for what I was feeling anyway. So that would be good because that's the only way I'm going to progress. 
not even thinking about the wealth part, which makes sense. And then we got to continuously remind ourselves. Prosperity boundaries. Prosperity boundaries. Focus on that. It keeps you, your mind focused on what your goal is uh, when it comes to prosperity. Uh, Writing Mm -hmm. things down daily, you know, just seeing it, a constant reminder. I know it works because whenever my mind is focused on my prosperity, that's when my, that week, my, my my prosperity is at at its highest. And when I don't focus sense. that week it's it's not at its highest. So I know my mind is generating all of my wealth and my prosperity. Because when I put effort in, I get out. I mean almost instantly. It's it's like it's clockwork. It it happens. That's so, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes Because now it's, it's all about energy. Your your thoughts are energy, and you know you 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 can't see them with the naked eye, but they travel. And mm-hmm. whatever you put out there, it's it's going out there to get it. Stops it from getting to you is some negative thinking, some opposite thinking. That's oh, it's screeching off. There it is. That's why so many people can go to church and be on high. And about the things they want to accomplish as soon as they leave church, that's why the house got to be in order. The, the spiritual house yes. meaning your mind, and mm-hmm. then your physical house meaning your home. If you leave church, now you're going into an environment that is totally opposite of what you want to be, and you get stuck. And that's why so many people can go to church for years and never get what they ask for. It ain't because God's not trying to get it to them. Or help them get it, but God only can help you if your energy, your prayers are in line with what you're saying. Like that, that man could not see the one that Christ was healing. Mind, his consciousness was in line with being healed. It had to be. You know, the woman was totally in line, so she didn't need to talk to Christ. All she had to do was touch, because that's what. She said what happened. So she fulfills her own healing just by that thought and moving. Because now the crowd represents the opposition you will meet trying to get to your goal. Because she had to go through all of those people and push people out of the way to get there. Because mm-hmm. it was a great crowd of people he was surrounded by. She had to fight through that right. and persevere. Most people just said, I'll wait until there's hardly nobody around them because they they'd be afraid to, uh, you know, do it in front of them or ask or even just do what she did. They wouldn't have been bold enough. How many times can you recall yourself doing that? Oh, I want to get this done. Then you get this, you see opposition. Maybe it's a lot of people in front of you, uh, mm-hmm. things like that. Just think about it when y'all were trying to do the uh, – the gun thing, all mm-hmm. those people that was in line. Right. You could have just yeah. said, I'll wait, and, you know, but y'all really wanted it. So you pushed right. and you did it, right? So right. first time around, it didn't work out exactly because you saw the, the reality of what it took to do it. But just like mm-hmm. this, this is what life is about. You're going to see those oppositions all the time. And one of the big oppositions is Standing in front of you trying to talk to you about something that has nothing to do with you, what you're trying to do. Distract you. Oh, can you do this for me? Mm-hmm. Oh, 
because people very rarely think about what you have to do when they want you to do something. Right. Because all they're focused on is getting you to do what, what they, they want to move yeah. whatever they're trying to do forward. You see, they're not thinking about, well, maybe Jessica's trying to do something else. You know, you know, they're not thinking about that. They're thinking about solely about what they want and their agenda for the most part. Right. Right. You know. Yeah. 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 And all those people that was around Jesus were church folks. Mm-hmm. Slowing that woman down. Church folks. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And I know some people were getting in their way on purpose. When you just, you just think about reality of life, you know, what you want? What you, you want to see, oh, he got a lot of people over there. I don't know if you're going to get to him, sis. You might want to wait. You know, I know you had that issue for all them years, but, you know, there's a lot of people. You sure you want to do that? You see what I'm saying? People will think yeah. they're helping you, but they're hurting you. Yeah. Right, right. So. Yeah. Yeah, right, that's so. good. Anyway, but, yeah, good topic about valuing yourself. You yes, first. valuing yourself. <laughs> yes. That way you, you can got be valuable to, come to other people. Right. Yeah. Even with your children, yeah. you got to come first. Because if you're not healthy, you can't take yes. care of those kids. You can't take care of your kids. You can't take care of your spouse. You can't take care of your family right. if you are not you any good. Got, yeah. So, so many just, people, and I, I see a lot of women do this more than men do. The women allow situations to go in a direction they really don't want it to go in for the sake of the family, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's where it's taxing on her. And she keeps doing it over and over. Yeah. One, year, one day she just don't have any more to give. That's She's so out of gas. True. Out of gas. She's out of gas. And then the husband looks around, what's going on? Why you ain't doing it? <laughs> Well, like, I don't have him again. He don't understand it. Why? Because he, he was trained that way. That's he was good. trained. I can... to... <laughs> trained. That's you a trained. good point. You trained a person on how to treat you. Yep. That's so, yes. yeah, that's what we were saying. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. You train People will teach you, treat you how, yeah, how you allow and, them and, to treat you. And men are not taught how to be. I know I wasn't given the proper tools to be empathetic and understanding and look look past my needs, you know. I, I, I wasn't given that. I had to, you know, I, that's something I had to work on. You know? Yeah. Hey, you know, how about you? If you want, I'm, I'm going to be a little extra here. If you want sex more, how about you help with the kids more? <laughs> you know? Take the pressure off of mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. if I'd have known that in my 20s, I'd be letting it off right now. You know? <laughs> I ain't want to help with them kids. I, you know, I'm going to go out, play basketball still, and do all these other things. Oh, I'll be back. Poor yeah. child was getting wore out. You know? <laughs> then when my kids got a certain age, then I started taking them to play basketball with me. That was about five, six, seven, you know. By that time, she was wore out. <laughs> she I'm going to say she was wore out. Children right. a lot. 
And then not right. to mention, if she's breastfeeding too, oh, God, I always want y'all to know that takes yeah, a lot of energy yeah, out yeah. of my, women. Do my boys, they were always like, they were breastfed. Yeah. They suck and, the life and out of you. Suck it through that. You know what I'm saying? She sucked <laughs> yeah. it through that. Yes. That woman it's like sucked life. it through all of that. You know, a woman and, and, is and a miracle. <laughs> to create uh-huh. a baby is a miracle. But to be able to mm-hmm. provide life, it's like from a near-death experience, the, the birthing, and then you've got to freaking feed the baby from your own body. Yes. That's, that's exhausting that's and beyond it exhausting. It takes a community to help with child it does. birth yes. and bearing. That's how we did it way about back that. when, where the moms, the grandma, everybody was there. Every, it was the a support sisters, system. The aunties, we don't have that. Yes. I, we don't the have that. Now we take them to the house and prenatal pills, you know. That's the support yes. system now. Yes, and that's we don't have. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other topic, the prenatal pills, yeah. But, um, and then when you said something about, how to be, you wouldn't talk to be empathetic and stuff, but I was thinking about this earlier, so I'm glad you brought me back to this thought, but I think men need to also learn, and I know it's kind of hard for them to unlearn from being so hard, but men need to be vulnerable and um, in tune with their emotions, because men are taught that, males are taught that you are not supposed to cry. So one of the most healing things you could do is cry when you feel like you need to cry. Be vulnerable. Speak your thoughts. You know, speak what hurts. You know, I mean, safe space. That I mean, you just got to be someone. Yeah, there's got to be someone. That's what I was about to say. That. There has to be someone you can trust. There has to be. If it's, if it's a friend, if it's a um, hmm? your spouse. Yeah, your spouse. But some people don't feel safe. You, you got to have somebody. Spouses don't receive that. I know. They they yeah, that's true. Some don't know how to receive that. That's true. That's because true. And that, that's, I, I know. Some women, saying, we're conditioned. Both of us are conditioned that men are not supposed to have those more softer feelings. But every feeling is a feeling we're supposed to have. It's not always supposed to be tough, exterior, and Ain't you know just rough around the edge. It's not always supposed to be like that from a male in every emotion and just absent affection and absent of emotions or absent of crying and things like that. I think is important. Uh, I'm not saying just. I mean, I mean, women don't cry all over the place. I'm not expecting men to cry all over the place. I know women cry a little bit more. Um, we know that women are made to be more emotional. I get that. But men are emotional as well. And sometimes if they're not properly shedding those emotions, it can build up and it will come right. out. But it may not come out how it's supposed to. Oh, you know, it comes out in ang- anger. Anger. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, it may go into anger and everything else. And it's because you didn't re- have your release when you're supposed to. Um, so I just wanted to stress the importance of that if you ever – for men out there, that is true. Everything you, you say is on point. Everything you yeah, say and it's is a balance. Point. It's a balance. It's to maintain your peace in everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a now, balance of life. 
here's the issue with that. Here's the, with the biggest issue, and I'm just talking my personal experience. Mm-hmm. I have the reason why I'm tough the way I am now, because I did mm-hmm. all of that what you said, and it was not received well. I was labeled. That's what I'm saying, and I know that, and I know that from women right. and men. But I also want to put it. Right. I want to put it out there where I where I can, where I can. Yeah. Like women, if your man wants to cry, let him cry. He's not supposed to not cry. Like I don't know what that's about, and I don't like when men do that too. When they see another man, like sometimes you don't like women don't know, and then even men, you don't know what someone else is going through. They may need that. Right. So let them and yeah. let them be vulnerable. And don't belittle a man for expressing his Who was that expressing that his cried. feelings. It was somebody that cried. I think it was Tyrese. Cried yeah, he about cried about something. his baby. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, um, everybody he couldn't see his daughter. attacked him for that. Everybody attacked him for that. Yeah, like, and he was just, and it just goes it was like a show you how we treat men in general when they mm-hmm. express themselves. Obviously, it was an emotional state. Yeah. We've been called that men yeah. boys aren't supposed to cry and girls right. are the ones that are supposed not, to cry. And that's another reason. And that's the reason why some women are not and some women, you know, it could be taken out of context too, like with the whole emotional thing. Like you gotta find the balance too. Like women don't need to cry for everything. Right. Um, you know, and you gotta stand up to some things and you know your boundaries, but we have right. a call though. I mean, we have someone okay. who has a hand raised. It is yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't six four seven six four seven two oh four. One second, you don't see this all the time. Let me see. You're on now. Okay. Hello. 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 How are you doing? Great discussion. Good. Uh, How are you? I'm doing just fine. I think. Um, I think you bring up a key point about emotions. Um, a healthy man and a healthy woman, both that are, are, are mentally healthy, are still going to express their emotions in different ways. Yeah. A man is not a woman, and a woman is not a man. Now we have a lot. Right. We have the same emotions, but we express mm-hmm. them differently, and we we it's have true. to in order to play a role, to play our role. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So if, right. if if you know the whole crying thing, men are not supposed to cry like women, men, because men have a different role. And, and it and it is interesting because we all know what those roles are, and we don't want and we know what men's roles are now. To be healthy, you have to be able to express your emotions. Somebody passes away, men cry. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. these days, anybody, any man who gets up on a podium and receives an award is not coming out of his nose. He's crying like, you know, but that's a different story. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, but women know that men have a role. You know, when, you know when they know that men are emotionally different? When they're sitting up in the bed and there's a noise downstairs? Mm-hmm. That's when you know. Yeah. You mm-hmm. don't expect for him to be up in the bed scared with you. Or start crying. <laughs> you expect for right. him that's true. That's to true. get up you can't do and that. handle I'm, I'm, I'm his business. When it's raining yeah. outside and there's a flat tire and it's cold or something, 
you don't want to hear no whining about it being cold. That what? that tire has to right. be fixed, right? Yeah, so no, and it's it based on our role. So I, I want to tell women, we're never going to be your girlfriend. It is not going to happen. And we're not right. supposed to be. Right. right. We're not, not going to be that, oh, she's so sensitive. That's no, not our not role. Like no. I don't think women because want the, that. I don't, when I know, the bullets I don't want start that. flying, when the bullets start flying, somebody has to be able to top off heads without losing it. Right. And that's in our role all throughout history. No, I'm serious. This is, this is, and and because we live in in in, in these times, and we think everything is hunky dory, and everybody has their SUVs in their house, and it, they can think this way, but as soon as things turn, you're going to be expecting that man that has control over his emotions, that can suck it up and get the job done. Yeah. Right. And I, yeah, and I've, I've seen that through demonstrations. You know, there was um, it was like a viral video of this bullet flying, and a man literally laid on top of his woman trying to save her. You know, and they both made it out. You know, it's a roll and everything like that. I get it. I don't expect. Yeah, you know, I, I, don't, I, I know you're not talking about this to me, but right women that. don't always want. Well, I definitely don't want my man to be my girlfriend. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want my man to be feminine, you know, but I want him to be in tune with who he is. I wouldn't want him to be like, Absolutely. if he wants to shed a tear, I'm not going to be like, shun you. Like, why are you crying? No. Like, you know, there, I mean, there, in, in back, I know men, men grieve differently, too, and I know that. So we, I know for me, like as a female, I'm, I will be like weeping over certain loved ones dying. And then I know men grieve differently. I'm not saying they don't cry at all, but it's just I have a lot of brothers and things like that, so I know it's all different. So, I mean, I just think maybe discuss it more when you're going through. It don't have to be you got to be emotionally crying. I'm just saying be emotional, be vulnerable, but talk about it. So that way when things happen again, she can recognize, like, oh, he's having one of those moments, but it's not not necessarily – something we don't have to understand because it's just stereotypical that women cry all the time and that men are just hardcore when it's not true. Like, not all women cry and not all the time, you know what I mean? And not all men are, like, super hardcore either. But, you know, right. you're yeah. right. We've been given these roles. I've seen men freeze up. <laughs> like, <laughs> when yeah. they, need, they yeah. need to be doing something, you know? You know, right, you know, right. And exactly. that remind, when you so, said that, that reminded me of a video of a woman being pushed into the bullet. Yeah. Push her he pushed her. Yeah, because we, because if we, if we're both going to be equal and we're both going to be emotional, the same. Yeah. Then hey, right. I, why don't right. I? Hey, I, last time we heard a noise, I went downstairs. Now it's your turn, baby. I hear noise right. downstairs. Oh. The, the knives, the knives are in the drawer. You know, I'm scared. So the knives are in the drawer. So if you see somebody try to get to the knives first, I'm gonna be up here being scared. You gotta have a plan. You don't. You don't want to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Believe me. Yeah. Believe me. When when situations turn, you want you do want a man to be healthy, and you want him to be able to express certain emotions. But right. Let's let's not let's not take it too far because it will be to your detriment. That's what I have to say to the women. Let's not say take it too part. far. Because it will be to your detriment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Okay. Okay. Doing good. How you doing? Hold on, y'all. <laughs> well, that was good. I like your point. Seeing it has a balance mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So what he's saying is, I get what he's saying. Sorry, so my neighbor was talking to me. But yeah, he's. You know, I think he does brings up a good point. Uh, mm-hmm. We are not going to express our emotions exactly the same. And no. if you did, you guys would not like it. You would, you would definitely. It wouldn't be find a difference in the species. <laughs> it wouldn't you be know, the but, It wouldn't be a difference in male or female if it were the same. And I don't want them yeah. to get that confused and misconstrued. Like we, we, sh- we shouldn't expect you guys to cry like we cry or deal like we deal. I mean, and like I said, all of us are not the same. Not all women cry all the time. And then there's an appropriate time. Yeah. Show emotions. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, what what I'm talking about is sometimes you might a guy might have a hard time at work, you know, and he's coming home and he's expressing his feelings about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've experienced and I've seen where, you know, he's not totally understood with that on those on on it. You know. Uh, what, where he's coming from Because sometimes Just like women Sometimes you guys Just like to express What's going on In your head But you really mm-hmm. don't want Anybody to solve it You're just trying To figure it out You're just talking it out talking You're right. having a conversation mm-hmm. With your wife You know Or your husband You're just talking it out You're not really complaining You're just saying Hey this is what happened And I've experienced Oh you know You're always talking About your job You know Things like that Well who am I else Am I supposed to talk about Talk about with. You yeah, know, right. I'm just talking. Yeah. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying this is what's going on at the job. You know, we're talking about the job. So, oh, okay, then what do you want to talk about? No, I, I, nothing. <laughs> you know, that type of, you know, I think, of, and I, I think men and women are guilty of this, not being empathetic of what that person might be going through during the day, you know, mm-hmm. and why they even talk, because they're talking about it for a reason, right? So something is going on there. Not automatically shrug it off as a weakness or just just right. listen and hear everything out. And like what he's yeah. saying, right? We're not going to react the same, you know. Like like he said, you know, when it, a tire breakdown on the side of the road, you know, you know, I've driven from work to you know, car ran out of gas or something like that to fix something. <laughs> You know, my, I was miles away, and <laughs> in times of danger, I was going towards the danger, not running from it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So right. <laughs> you know, like y'all get over there. I'm right here. You know, I'm here to stand in front of whatever's coming this way, and mm-hmm. um, and, and and pray for their <laughs> they're gonna make it out of this because I'm making it out. <laughs> That's my mindset. You know, mm-hmm. in in a situation like that, but yeah, the, you know what we're seeing today, a lot of there's not a lot of men like that. There's not a lot of men who are running towards the protecting of their family. They're running away from it. You know, yeah. not only are they running, they're running away from it from a physical point of view, but also like financially, spiritually, they're running away from those things. And you know. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and 
some of them use the, the, the excuse, and it might be true, oh, well, she's hard to deal with, this, that, and the other, but you chose her. You already knew she was hard to deal with when you chose her. <laughs> you see? Yeah. So you can't just blame that totally on her. You you knew she was difficult, and you said you figured you could, just like a, when, a, when a woman does it. You knew that dude wasn't no good when yeah. you had him. You know, mm-hmm. you saw the signs. So, you and know, you're going to deal with it, you're not going to deal with it. You know? So, you know, but, uh, yeah, he, that was a good point he made up. I, I I could see where he was coming from with that. Yeah. Yeah, because we and definitely. And that's a good point because I'm not going to just go crying on the whoa, whoa, baby. Oh, whoa, whoa. I'm not going to say that. He's not going to do that. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> but will I express myself and try to be clear with my emotions? Yes. Uh like with my but, uncle passing, I I cried about that because that was rough. Yeah, just, that's rough. Just, you know, yeah, yeah. A couple of days, you know, just because of who he was, the type of yeah. man he was, and and I, it's not losing him was one thing, but I know what he represents to his family. You know, his mm. grandchildren. He was the type of uncle always dancing and whatever. You know, he, he was just that, and I saw his health decline. I was like, man. I mess with them doctors, man. But you know, people have a choice on what they want to do. They um, have a choice. I've watched. But that, that was when, when you look mind. at it. You know, that's my father's. My father's the the he's old, oldest brother. My father's next, I think. Well, no, they got a step brother, but biologically, same mother, same father. My uncle Charles mm-hmm. was a little older, was older than him, and my father's next, and they always hung out together. You know, they. You know, they came over to the house. They played cards with mm-hmm. my parents. You know, it was always, you know, since we've been in the South, that was the only family we knew of. They was in Georgia. We'd go over there, have cookouts, and, you know, play basketball with them. And he was always talking trash. You know, all of those things. That's the type of uncle he was. And, you know, just losing that, you know, that's a big part of the family. When you lose a man of that quality, you know, he was with his family, he took care of his family, made sure everybody was safe, you know, just that type of man that, you know, my father's the same way. Oh, so both hardworking and they built good lives. You know, they came, you know, with family, you know, everybody, all their children are pretty much <laughs> got it together. You know, no, 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 no problem. So that was mm-hmm. a big deal. It is a big deal. I mean, it just it affects you. So, well, I'm glad. I mean, oh, yeah. you really and didn't hold it in, or leave, you know, you know, allow yourself to grieve because that's healthy. That's one thing I learned when I did be a grief counselor before is that yeah. Yeah. it's necessary. So, hey. Very, yeah, because he was a properly uh, grieve because it's not, yeah. Mm. And he had he had this very commanding, deep voice. And I remember we was, uh, I was just disciplining my boys. He said, Yo, you yelling, you supposed to, you ain't, men ain't supposed to yell, you supposed to come from <laughs> here, from the stomach. And, Yo, oh, hey, wow. that's how you get he said, you, mm-hmm. you, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, he said, no, you come <laughs> deep. They hear that. They, they, 
that's what they listen to they when they sure come to bed. Yeah. So I so I, I said, Okay. I tried it. My all of a sudden my boys they stopped in their tracks. I said, Okay, this is the technique. <laughs> okay. Hey. That's how my dad was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> gotta come deep. You know, from the <laughs> gut. <laughs> See, he's talking some things. Yeah, yeah. He said, man, I'll be doing all that yelling, man. I just, this is how I say it. They hear it. They know to get in line. His wife and my uncle sitting there. They was like, yeah, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because he likes to play around. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah anyway. So. All right, good show. I think it's a great show, y'all. Well, thanks. We yeah. appreciate you coming on air. Yeah, Hi. yeah. I was. I got in kind of late because I was um, this whole moving thing, preparing for that. And um, it's okay. Just so much going on. Yeah. We're all yeah developing our prosperity boundaries. Yes. Right. Yes, yes, definitely. I learned that. Boundaries. I learned it. it It'll save you so much trouble. All right. Yes. Well, I'm Boundaries to maintain. Show. All, All right. right. All right. Peace. Take care. All right. Peace. Yes. Yeah, so, at the end of the day, boundaries to maintain our peace of mind. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which leads to prosperity. So, we thank you all for listening calling in and everything like that. Um, We hope that this conversation finds you well um, and helps you in life or, you know, hopefully you are a master at this. And if not, there's always something we can tune up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, we are going to close. We do have um, an announcement. Go ahead. Akeem is having a seminar. It's a webinar uh, for the CPNs on the 22nd. So you can go to AkeemL.com um, to register for that event. We have Truth Tuesday on Hindsight Radio, Akeem L, at 7 o'clock. And then mm-hmm. the homeschool show on Sundays at 7 o'clock p.m. Our show the Divine, every Thursday. Every Thursday. Divine Connection Show. 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Check out our website, jtmuse.com. jtmuse.com. And you guys have a great night and a good weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. Cool, maybe no one else will tell you so remember that you are